0: This is Happiness Solved with America's happiness coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories and wisdom. This thing called life can be challenging, and the stories that that are shared demonstrate that no matter what you have gone through, you can choose happiness. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to talk to you about shifting your perspective. This is so important because there are so many things that frustrate us or stress us out, and if we were able to shift our perspective of the situation, we would be so much happier. You see, we all have our own perspective which is the way we view the world. It's like the lens in which we see things. When we shift our perspective, it changes our perception of life. Our perception is the way we think about or understand someone or something, and it is also what we understand or interpret from our five senses. However, our perception is shaped by our past experiences, feelings, and thoughts. Think of it as looking at the glass half full or half empty. In short, when we change our perspective, it changes our perception, which in turn changes our beliefs and ultimately changes our reality. So change your perspective, change your life. It sounds simple, yet it can be very challenging for some to actually achieve. If you would like to learn more about this topic and how to work with me personally, please visit SandyScarlotta.com to schedule a free 15-minute call with me. And to get access to a free digital copy of my book, Happiness Solved. I also invite you to join my growing community by texting me at 703 420 3472 to receive daily inspirational messages. Again, that number is 703 420 3472. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Today's guest is Rick Salmoran. Rick is the Chief Experience Officer of Salmoran Financial. He's a certified financial planner with over three decades of experience. If you are looking for a dependable, trustworthy, relationship-rich interaction with your money and investments, then today's your lucky day. Salmoran Financial is an independent financial planning firm designed for people who are smart, savvy, successful, and looking for fabulous financial decisions. You don't need to be an investment expert to grow your wealth. Instead, you must become a behavior expert. Rick helps his clients take simple actions that move the needle and avoid the actions that block financial growth. There is so much valuable information in this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Rick Samron, how are you today? I <laughs> am
1: better than billions of other people in the world,
0: Isn't that Sandy. the truth?
1: Yep. Isn't that We're the truth? We're all very blessed. We very are, blessed individuals.
0: We really, really are. And I know I wake up every morning, and I was doing it this morning because I woke up a little irritated with my kid. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I had to sit there. And normally, when I start like thinking about things that I'm grateful for, it usually only takes a couple, and I saw this morning I was probably a number fifteen before I was like, because mm-hmm. it was sure. just you know sometimes that angst you know when you when you have kids and they're they do things that you're just, Arr! but uh, yes, we have it's so much. To focus
1: to- on that. Yeah, there's so much, so many more uh, better, happier things to focus on,
0: isn't there? I know. I know. I just, it's just cool. yeah. I, there's a reason I only have one child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are going to talk today about the stock market and the financial things and and how people can find some peace and serenity in the midst of all of that. And I certainly, Mm -hmm. you know, my only investments I have right now in my life are my 401k plan. You know, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I haven't reached that level where I can really start, you know, investing yet, right? So for me, it's just kind of, I don't really pay much attention to it, but There's so many people that that are being affected, and finances is the one area that can really have a huge impact on your happiness and your your sanity, really. Definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely. There are four areas of life. I won't go into all of them, although with my own personal development work that I've done in the years, I've identified there's four areas, and one of them that brings peace of mind to life is money. And it doesn't matter on what level or what scale you are on the ladder, whether you're uh, you know, mega billionaire to someone just starting out or whatever and everything else in between. Money brings, when, when we've got our money set, when we can say, my money life is a 10 out of a 10, that brings a lot of peace of mind oh. to our life and a lot of happiness.
0: Yes. So it's
1: very important, you all know this, but let's just say it out loud, it's very important to have your money part of your life in good shape, as healthy as can be, and always continuing to pursue, how can I do better? How can I improve? How can I level up in my financial life? And and all of us, including myself, all of us can say, there's some area or areas that I could do better at, better at tomorrow that are out next week, next month, and so on. But I mean, you're right.
0: Money can't buy happiness, but it sure does make life a lot easier, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree, money buy doesn't have, what it does buy is liberty. When you have a healthy financial money life, you have a lot of time, and you have a lot of liberty, and that's really, truly what brings a lot of people happiness, when you think about it. Money is just a tool to do things with or to make a difference or to to better yourself and when you have more of it than not your life is happier than not too. Yeah.
0: So what are your four things that you've identified?
1: Well the four things as far the four things as far as a one's life is financial. The second is your relationships that you have with people. The third is how you contribute or how you give back to the world and the fourth is your your physical health and and also your mental health I I call that with the work that I've done the the peace of mind square when we can say that we've got a 10 out of 10 on those four areas of our life we have true peace of mind our life is in balance and once we're at that stage then we can say, well, what's my next 10? What's my next 10 level on the money side? What's my next 10 level on the relationships that I have in my life with my health, with my contribution or spiritual life? Those four things, there's always a new square to be found while we're alive and on the planet Earth. It's kind of a personal development thing that I that I live by.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you lumped financial in there, because it wasn't until during the pandemic, and I think a lot of people experience this, where you start reflecting on your life and the way you're living your life and things like that, finances Mm -hmm. were never a part of my personal development. And I don't know why Mm -hmm. that is, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized Mm -hmm. that I did not have a very good relationship with money. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm really good at spending it. I'm not very good at holding on to it.
1: Yeah, a lot of a lot of our own relationships with money have to do with our childhood, right? And I'll speak for myself and perhaps I'm speaking for many other people. My my patterns of behavior, my habits that I have adopted over my life is in large part thanks to the habits that my mother and my father have. When we're young and the the cement is still drying at home, our our behaviors are due to what we see, the people who have the strongest influence on us at such a young and tender age. And in my case, it was my mother and my father. They were, I'd say they were somewhat money savvy, but one thing that I bring home in terms of my own life was with my mother. She grew up with parents who were in the depression area of the nineteen. 19- 20s 1930s save everything clip the coupons reuse once twice used nails that, that kind of action and everything It was a very much a money scarcity kind of mindset yes and i lived with that for a very very long time very very long time which has which has cost me things in my life but it's also benefited me and i think one of the benefits has been I've always been a saver ever since I was a young boy. I've always been a saver, (laughs) saver of this and that and the other thing, but also of money. And because of that, over the years, I found my pattern of behavior, the things that I've done in terms of money have always leaned towards how can I save this and not spend this? And as a result, I've been able to create a financial castle that I'm very proud of. And I want to share and teach other people how to do the same thing. And that's what's led to me into my career now, which is now 30 years plus.
0: Yeah. Well, that's incredible. And kudos to you for being able to do that. I, too, was raised by parents that were in the Depression. And uh, you know, my father was one that would we, he would go fifteen miles out of the way to save a dollar on light bulbs. You know that kind of thing, and it was very frustrating. Like, ah, your time my father. Is your worth father more.
1: were good friends. <laughs> yeah,
0: you spent more money in gas than than the money you just saved on the light bulbs. But um, yeah, that's really yeah, it's interesting being raised like that. And for for me though, like I was, my parents tried to teach me to save. But I didn't know how to do it because there was always so much lack and there were so many of us that I remember going into the store and I had rolled up pennies and purchased my very first pair of Levi corduroys because
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. that was the only way I could get it because I we yeah. there were so many of us that, you know, I, I had two pairs of pants, one pair of shoes and a few tops and that was it with my wardrobe, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so that started me on mine so what is the best way that you can advise people if you're not really good at saving what what advice can you give
1: well it's all of our financial results in our life come down to the actions that we take or don't take that's what adds up to whatever financial results that we have in our life just take a look a snapshot of your of your your bank account your uh, the, the 401k, that wh- whatever other investments that you might have, those are all a result of the behaviors that you took, the actions that you took. Success when it comes to money is is not a lot about investment selection. This, this I hope this is good news for a lot of people listening because you don't need to be a money expert to have a strong fortress, to have a strong financial fortress, you need to be a behavior expert. Mm -hmm. You need to continue to do the actions that move the needle in the direction that you want to, and do less of those actions that take away from that. If, if If you can, if there's one takeaway from today, remember that, and that it's not you, I've got to be a money expert. Oh my God, this is way over my head. They talk Greek. I don't understand this language that they're talking about on the, on the money channels or whatever. Guess what? The good news is you don't need to worry about that. As long as you can control your own behavior, and which, sa- which sounds simple, and it is simple. However, it's not easy. If you're able to control that behavior, you are on the right path. And for a lot of a lot of individuals, yeah, I can, that sounds great. I can handle that. However, in some cases, some people need help of, a, of, a, of an advisor to identify what those patterns of behavior should be moving forward. And that's where someone like myself would come in to play.
0: So can you break it down a little bit more? Like what behaviors are you, are you suggesting?
1: Uh, an example, pay yourself first. This is a rule of thumb that many perhaps have heard, although it still stands true today. I'd like to ask people to just take a list of what are your monthly expenses going on right now? My housing, my my gas for my car, which is going up more so these days than before, my food, the going out, and so on. Just itemize one item after another, all these areas and these other people that you're paying to, is there a slot on that list with your name on it? Okay. If if there isn't, then that's one step in that direction. All of these other areas are very important. Don't get me wrong. However, are they more important than you? Are they more important than your financial future? I would argue no, I would argue that you're just as if not more important than those other areas and for for you to take a step to commit to, I want to put away X dollars a month in a place that I can beef up my emergency fund or I can increase my long-term pot of gold or or perhaps both of them, that is an excellent step. If you've already got those in place, then is there room to expand on those? Is there room to expand? Because we our results will remain the same unless we change action. Yeah, you know, we we won't get better results if we don't do things differently. Yeah. And it could be as easy as adding on to what you're already doing. So that's that's something that I always like to encourage people is to pay themselves first.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Easy, easy to say. And then for those
1: people who have not done that, easy to say, hard to do. Easy to say, hard to do. However, all of life's rewards is on the other side of the wall of something hard to do. Yes. Right?
0: Yes. Good point. It is. So
1: it's, it's, uh, it's hard to save more. It's hard to pay off that debt faster. It's hard to... Uh, ask for a raise at work. It's hard to do all these other things, yet it's also hard to live a life of stagnation. It's hard to live on a path where you're not going to see any financial growth. Life is hard, so choose your hard. Which hard do you want to have instead of the other?
0: Mm, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's so simple, but yet, as we said
1: it's very simple, but it's not easy and nothing nothing in life that we really would love to have is easy. but that's life. And you know what that's okay. When we're doing things that we know are are right for us when we're doing actions or eliminating actions that detract from what we want in life and it feels uncomfortable, you know what that's okay because that's a sign that you're on the right track. That's a sign that you are growing that's a sign going back to that peace of mind square that's a sign that our arc square is expanding and we want we want our our life to expand and certainly in terms of our money if not on the other areas we want our life to expand because if we're not expanding it we're contracting it's one or the other it's it's nothing it's nothing that's nothing remains the same. We're either growing or we are decaying and I'm a huge advocate for people to grow their purse, their pocketbook, their wallet, their bank account. I want those things to grow for everybody because of the peace of mind that that brings people in life. Mm,
0: it sure does it certainly does So right now, yeah, granted, I don't pay attention, as I said earlier, to what's going on in the stock market, but it's been a little bit crazy lately. What yep. can That's what good. advice can you give people to just like take a deep breath? Obviously, that is what I would say, just mm-hmm. take a deep breath. But what do you have to say to, to folks who are really, you know, freaking out about it?
1: Yeah, it's normal to feel anxiety when we've especially the last three years, we've experienced pretty good results when it comes to the stock market, although not in a straight line, mind you. However, balances have grown over the last three years. So it would stand to reason when this year came round that this year was not going to begin on a good note. And I'm not a market predictor by any means. My crystal ball was in the shop, okay? <laughs> but. It would stand to reason that things would begin to go down, and they have. So people feel nervous. People feel anxious, they feel anxiety. They don't feel happy when that happens, and that's understandable, that's human nature. You would not be human if you did not feel that fear or that anxiety. However, this is normal. This is normal. The reason that the reason that we feel fear when the market goes down, is because when you think about it, it comes to us as a surprise, right? We weren't expecting it. We weren't expecting it. So a piece of advice that I would give to anyone is is to study market history, learn, and it doesn't take a whole heck of a lot. Just take a look at any random graph that you can Google search and you won't see a a straight line with the history of the stock market. You'll see a roller coaster ride. So the fact that we feel fear when the market goes down tell, is the subconscious saying, I'm scared, I wasn't expecting this. However, if, you just, if one just studies market history, this is normal. This is a normal pattern of the market's behavior. The market is an organic process. It goes up and it goes down. It goes up and it goes down. It's very it's very unknown what's gonna to happen tomorrow in the market. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's gonna happen next week or next month. However, over a span of say 10 years and beyond, pretty good guess what direction the market's gonna go, and that's up because that's what the that's what history has shown us, and that's the only guide that we have. Mm-hmm. Like I said, not in a straight line, but up. So one, one piece of advice I would say is keep in mind that this is a normal organic part of the process. You have to have one with, if you want to have the other. You have to have a down year so that you can have great years. That's just the way it works. That's the way it works. So that is one piece of advice that I would give to anyone. And then another one would be take this moment and move ahead in time. Move forwards in time and also move back in time. What do I mean by that? Here we are, it's year 2022. Let's imagine, just close your eyes and imagine that it's the year 2032, okay? seems to be hard to imagine that, although it'll be here before you know it, right? So it's 2032. What will investors be saying then who say did not participate this year, 2022? They will be saying 10 years from now, oh, I wish I would have been investing 10 years ago. That's what they will be saying 10 years. From now. Because, and I know that because if I go back in time that's what they are saying today that's what people are saying today knowing what we know i wish i would have invested or i wish i would have invested more 10 years ago Wow! i'm again not a market predictor but i can pretty much predict that's what people are going to be saying 10 years from now
0: that is such a great outlook wow i love that i love that So Rick, this uh, is. Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, lastly, that I guess kind of in a summary, money is has a lot to do with one's mindset. If you control your mindset, you'll control your money. Very little to do with investment selection. A lot to do with your mindset. And which is why I love that you propose, and you're a big proponent, Sandy, of happiness, because we can either choose to be sad or we can choose to be happy. We can choose to look on the bleak side of things, or we can choose to look on the bright side of things. Every event is neutral. It's up to us as people to decide which way do we want to digest whatever is going on. Yes.
0: Yes. Everything you just said, amazing. So Rick, this has been so informative, not only for me, but I know for the listeners. Is there anything else that you want to say that maybe you haven't said thus far before we close up? Nope,
1: control your mind, you'll control your money. Love it. And if you need assistance, I'm here to help you.
0: Awesome, I will make sure your contact information is in the show notes. And thank you so much for today. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Sandy. I appreciate the time.
0: There were so many things that Rick said that I know I needed to hear and I hope you found value in it as well. I love that he said, control your mindset, control your money. Because as a mindset and happiness coach, I never even thought about it that way. So you can learn more about Rick on his website, at salmironfinancial.com. And that will also be in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening today. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. And as always, I hope that you and your family are safe and healthy and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.